Welcome to number 106 of the Bite Size Irish Podcast. And this week I've been dipping into a book called Talking with Strangers from author Malcolm Gladwell. And his book is really about society and uh, tuning in to understand each other. Um, but I think it has um, good learnings for us who are looking to learn another language too. So, Raglin. <laughs> So Malcolm gives a story that I'm not very familiar with from the Aztecs because growing up in school in Ireland we were definitely taught about the uh, Spanish um, explorers around the world. We we learned about several different explorers but I didn't get the context that they were exploring into. <laughs> your context might be different depending on your schooling and your reading. But Malcolm covers um, the story or introduces the story to do with language. So we're back in the 1500s, early 1500s, and the Aztec Empire in what I believe is current day Mexico, or it's it's the Mexica people, it sounds like, um, they were referred to or are referred to. And the Aztec Empire ruled maybe five to six million people at that given time and there had been expansions and there were there were changes happening so it was an active empire things were happening um and then in 1517 uh, the emperor i believe he's an emperor uh moctezuma what we called them the second moctezuma the second heard news of um what were spanish explorers or colonizers and on the 8th of november in 1519 moctezuma first met cortez cortez being the commander-in-chief of these spanish explorers and they spoke uh, through translators i guess that day and for months onwards there were several phases of translators going from spanish to another language to maybe a third language and the translators had to deal with how each of these two men spoke and it's interesting from the Aztec side that the emperor spoke in a specific form that was uh, you could say belittling or it was humbling so spoke very lowly of himself maybe even referred to him in a ch- himself in a childish manner yet this was a sign of his power it was a sign that it wasn't exactly maybe perhaps what he meant directly so this was a challenge for the translators because they were hearing certain words that uh, Moctezuma expressing these words in a certain way and in some cases what he meant literally was possibly the opposite of the words he used. And I found that intriguing because when we're learning a language, the native speakers of a language take for granted what a certain phrase 
means or what a phrase is or we might not even realize uh, the origins of a phrase just for a little example I was um, learning the days of the week in Slovenian that's my wife's language and the day for Monday is Ponedeljek I believe and uh, Sunday is Nedelje so Ponedeljek would literally mean I think the day after the day of no work the day after Sunday and I pointed this out I said oh it means like it's the day after Sunday okay that's fair enough and when I said that the the people in the room hadn't thought about that they hadn't realized that Uh, they had just taken this word internalized it it was their word for Monday and it was simple as that So a couple of points from my perspective, I guess, when we're learning another language, I think this forces us to come at the language with beginner's eyes, because what else do we have? And it forces us to question what a certain word is in a phrase, why words change in a certain form, where the native speakers, the speakers of that language originally, they don't have to deal with these questions. They've already internalized what these phrases are, what the mutations are, and therefore they don't have to think about it. But coming to it from a beginner's mind, I think that's actually, you can see this as a benefit to yourself. It slows you down, of course, because you have to question every single word in what may seem like a simple sentence, but you're trying to decipher what the sentence means. And it can be very hard to put together the meaning of the whole phrase by picking apart each word separately, right? You know this. If you've taken a word from a sentence in another language like Irish and looked it up in a dictionary, you might get the meaning of that specific word in the dictionary. But if you look up each and every word in the sentence, you still can't make sense of what the sentence is expressing. So... It's difficult, but it's also a benefit because you're seeing this from fresh eyes and you can see maybe get the nature of the language with fresh eyes. An example I always go back to is the emotions in Irish or the feelings. I'm hungry and urim means upon me or on me. So the feeling is upon me. I am not the feeling. The feeling is upon me. What the what uh, the Buddha probably saw the same point as well we are not our feelings the feelings happen to us right yeah so I love that um, digging into the meanings of language even though it can be frustrating that's the thing about it but if you do get frustrated this way when you are diving into the Irish language at least there's this little benefit um that you can sometimes get these insights that even the speakers of the language don't get. So I do recommend that book by Malcolm Gladwell. It's only um, a tiny fraction of the book that I've come across so far, but I, it seems interesting to me at least, helping us tune into what strangers or people we don't know that we're speaking, interacting with, what do they mean, what are their intentions? So on a practical side, just to note back to an old episode with Jodie Halstead of Ireland Family Travel and her tip was when she was trying out the Irish language in Ireland, the one word she found was a good starter. 
ironically enough, was slan, which is buy slan. And because you're leaving a shop, for example, and you can just throw in slan, leaving a pub, leaving a shop, and you know the person might reply with slan yet, or they might just say bye. <laughs> it doesn't matter. You're already leaving, so it, it cuts away this anxiety of what happens if the person replies with some Irish, right? And another maybe tangent is the book um, from the early, is it 1920s, 1913s in the States, How to Win Friends and Influence People. And the author there recommends basically following your curiosity. And if you're looking to spark up a conversation in Irish, if you're in the right context, so you already have to be at a class or a meetup or like a Jerishacht and an immersion event. But assuming you're around people who are there for the Irish language, you can use your curiosity with maybe even a static set of questions like, and even something a bit more complex when you can wrap your tongue around it, such as, Kin ur a hussig tu ig faulum na goeliga. Kin ur er hussig tu ig faulum na goeliga. So there you go, you can use your curiosity uh, to connect with others, talk with strangers if you're in the right context for the Irish language. So if you've got questions for this, I give you two options to be part of the podcast. You can go to www.bitesize.irish and find blog and podcast in the menu. And on the podcast page, there's a big button where you can record your question, say, on your phone or on your computer. You don't need to install anything. Alternatively, if you do feel like it, if you're techy enough, what you can do is record a piece of audio, record and save as an audio file. You can share that with us directly with at info at bitesize.irish by email or go to our contact page on our site and you'll find that same email address info at bitesize.irish. So I just wanted to touch on a piece of news from uh, lately now at the time of recording it's mid-January 2020 and it's been announced that there's There are changes in Northern Ireland where the local government, local parliament there may be um, coming back into action. And part of that was an Irish language act giving rights and, you know, formalizing rights for speakers of the Irish language in Northern Ireland. This is uh, contentious it's political in certain ways in other ways it's absolutely there's no politics to it um, people navigate the world by finding their roots and speaking their language and expressing themselves and there are people in northern ireland and especially if you look at urban settings uh, especially belfast city where there are people living in communities where the Irish language is their working language between friends. That's uh, fascinating for me. So it's important for them. So Conor Nguelige, um issued a kind of a press release online about this and they said that this is a, a historical, this is historical progress. Dulcunchin Starul. And that it still falls short in their opinion of promises, uh, political promises that happened 
back in 2006 so 13 14 years before this so it's interesting because the uh, Irish Language Act in Northern Ireland was this um, pivotal kind of talking point that got things stuck in a certain way or, or it happened to be in that context where in the politics um, it was it was just a wedge too far and things ground to a halt and the, the local parliament um, stormant uh, wasn't being wasn't running for I believe three years I believe that's it and by the way shout out to Kerry on the Clover English podcast Kerry uh, lives uh, I believe in Spain and teaches people there the English language but she dips into or covers cultural aspects and she goes back to her own past so she grew up in Northern Ireland and has a very interesting perspective of what it means to be Irish, to be British, uh, even what the Irish language means <laughs> to somebody who grew up in around Belfast or Northern Ireland more generally. Um, I would suggest you go to her um, podcast. I believe it was the episode was end of December 2019, and I'll link to it in the show notes page of the podcast page episode 106 for here so that you can have a listen Kerry is recording for people who are learning English but are at quite an advanced stage already I would say so that they're picking up vocabulary from topical and cultural issues that she's covering and I would suggest having a listen to the podcast even though you already speak English because for the cultural aspects of it and the the aspects of Northern Ireland and Ireland and ongoing politics and changing identities. I think I find her views uh, fascinating. And uh, I was on the podcast um, earlier in 2019 and it was a real pleasure to speak with Kerry. I think we are on the same level uh, with regards to language learning and community and connecting with people and using her language every day. So that was a lovely chat with her. So I'll leave you with that. So looking forward to your recorded questions. Thanks as always to Tukumo who recorded their music session, which you hear on this episode of the Bite Size Irish Podcast. Until next time, you know, take it easy on yourself. Don't be harsh on yourself. Let yourself be with the Irish language. Practice the Irish language every day if you can. But don't forget to make it fun. Don't forget that you're allowed to have fun with and through the Irish language and connect with others, even though that can be scary. It's possible. Until next time, Slán Gafol. Mm-hmm.